It's a hakelia, which is a very unique experience, very unique mitzvah in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. Unique because it's a mitzvah, which is very unusual, that includes specifically children. And, of course, there's the question, whose mitzvah is it? Is it the mitzvah of either the king or the leadership to bring everybody together? Or the mitzvah of everybody to come together? What spiritual lessons could we learn from that, including practical lessons for this year being hakel? Benigertz mitzvah hakel. With regards to the mitzvah of Hakel, Vos Zman is mitzvah Yom Tevarishon Shachaga Sukkos, which was celebrated on Motzei Yom Tev the first day, well, going into the second day of Sukkos, in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. Vos Dosit the Onid from the Cholamoyed Teg, the beginning of what is Cholamoyed. So Gefin Minayim Meyuchot Vos Megefin Nitba Under Mitzvah Satoyra. With regards to Hakel, we discover something that is so unique that you really don't see it in any other mitzvah, namely the mitzvah von Hakel Nem Tarum Alle Eden. It's a mitzvah that includes every single Jewish person. Oich taf, including little children. Veshtet and Pasek, as the Pasek says clearly, Hakela Sa'am, gather together the people, assemble the people, Ha'anoshim the men, Ha'anoshim and the women, Ha'taf, Gomer, and the children. And we're going to analyze which children and why the children. So Bechlal, Gefint men, generally you won't find in a mitzvah doiraisa that a mitzvah mandated by the Torah, Zolk, Zolk, Tanim, Hoven, Ashtachos, Midoraisa, Tzazamim, Mitala, Yidin. Find another, find another example of a mitzvah mandated by the Torah that applies equally to children as it does to adults. Mashenge b'hakil, whereas here b'hakil is the Torah is a kolon de mitzvah tozam mitalayidin. You see that the Torah incorporates the children into the mitzvah on the same basis and the same level as the adults. V'ashloimer the as in dem inim yuchosh b'hakil. This concept of what's so unique about hakil that it includes the children. Is the concept that Rikzichoisa Nekuda Ikris that represents a fundamental principle in the Teichem Vinyan for Mitzvah Hakel Kamon in what Hakel is all about? So, this anomaly about Hakel that it includes the children will tell us what Hakel is all about. Vimelent in Pashtus, simply understood, the most simple way to explain it is the participation of the children in Hakel is whose. Obligation is not an obligation that the children have to fulfill, nor if them have it's an obligation on the father primarily and also on the mother, as Mizos they bring that they should bring them to the base Amikdash. Like the Gemara Chagiga says clearly, Taf Lema Boyin, why do the, the, the children have to come? To give reward to those who bring them. Sounds like the mitzvah is to bring them more than for them to come. Which has a practical application, surely. Let's assume that the child is in a circumstance. That were he to have been an adult, he would have actually been exempt from Hakel. A person with a disability, where the Torah excludes them and um, doesn't require them to come. So if an adult was blind, he wouldn't have to come for Hakel. But if a child is blind, God forbid, is else cut he'd still be part of the mitzvah. Why? Because it's not his mitzvah to get to Yerushalayim, nor even of to bring him. But it's his father's mitzvah to bring him. And his father's healthy. He doesn't have an impediment. No reason for him not to do it. So the physical status or state of the child actually makes no difference to the mitzvah. Okay, so it looks like the mitzvah is to bring the child rather than for the child to have a mitzvah to come. 
But if he says over it fashtandik, that raises a question because the Gemara is Dr. Masechet Kiddushin. The Gemara says, Benegertz mitzvah's hakel in regards to this mitzvah. As I feel of any posuk, vod nit gishtan befeshachiv hakel by noshim. That even if the posuk had not explicitly told us that women have to participate in hakel, we would have worked it out. We would have worked it out using the logical deduction from the fact that children have to come. As the Gemara's language says, If little children are required to come to Yerushalayim, surely then women also are required to come. Now, if we do follow the logic we proposed, which is that there actually isn't a mitzvah for the child to come. There's only a mitzvah for the adult to bring the child. How does the Gemara use the expression, children are required to participate in Hakel? And if the children are taka, not personally responsible to participate in Hakel, then how could you use them as the potential logical basis that the Gemara suggested to work out that women are required? So something's not adding up over here. Maybe children are required to come to Hakel. And you really can't try and push an answer and say, as the Gemara that when the Gemara Chagiga said that it's all about the reward of the adults who bring the children, is not the halacha. That's not the practical application. It's just like a philosophical insight. Vibaltos is not a hagoda, adrash, Don't say that it's maybe allegorical and therefore has no practical application. So that Gemara that says that there's a great reward to the adults who bring the children actually means that there's really an obligation for the children to come and that's the practical Allah. Don't say that. We can't say that. Because that Gemara in Chagiga is quoted in halachic sources as an halachic basis for bringing the children to Hakil. For example, those classical sources who enumerate all of the 613 mitzvahs, so they bring, bring an they quote that Gemara in Chagiga with regards to Hakil, and in fact, that is even brought into the conversation about whether or not women are obligated to learn Torah. In other words, it's not so simple to say, no, the children have to come, and that was just an allegorical statement that the parents get the reward. Actually, the mitzvah is for the parents to bring them. Now, maybe there's a simple way to explain this. Maybe we can follow the commentaries that argue, as in the Psukim von Hakel, that there are two different groups of minors. One group is children who are underage, but old enough to have formal education. They are the people referred to in the Pasuk with regards to Hakel that says, that your children who don't yet know of their own accord, they should come and they should listen and they should learn. As the mitzvah those are the children who actually have a mitzvah to bring themselves to Yerushalayim. I mean, practically, they're left to go with the adults, but they have a mitzvah to participate. But the Friedrich Pasuk, but the initial Pasuk, which says, the classical Hakel Pasuk, that says, assemble the men, women, and children. That also talks about little, little kids. 
not yet ready for formal education. They're still in kindergarten. Those are the ones maybe that the Gemara and Chagiga said, why do they come? And to give their parents reward. And then logically you can extrapolate that in the same way as a parent who brings a tiny tot to Hakel gets reward for bringing them. Logically, if they bring an older child who's actually obligated to come, they also get rewarded for that also. So therefore, when we say in the Gemara Kiddushin that children are obligated to come to Hakel, those are children of formal education age. They are children who can listen and can learn. Maybe that's the answer. Two different Gemaras talking about two different classes of children. But maybe not. It would actually be a stretch to suggest that the two different Gemaras are talking about two different age groups. If you're describing a child who's old enough to be educated, it's not his mitzvah to educate himself. It's the adult parent or teacher's responsibility to educate the child. That's usually the father, at least to start. So logically, surely that should apply to Hakel as well. That even if the child is old enough to be educated, it's the educator slash father who has to get the child to the place of education, which is where the king's going to address the nation at Hakel. So it doesn't matter what age group, it's still the father's mitzvah. Maybe you'll say when it comes to Hakel over and above the normal approach to Chinuch, which is the adult's responsibility, there's an additional mitzvah, which is applied to the children themselves. And that would be unique and unlike any other mitzvah. To the extent we can consider the child obligated. Especially if you follow that school of thought amongst the Rishonim who say that once a child is old enough for formal education, obviously the primary responsibility to educate belongs to the educator. That doesn't um, exempt the child from his own responsibility. The child is actually obligated in education, but it's facilitated. By an adult. But if we are going to go with that argument, then you're making a massive difference between the two age groups. As by you're saying little, little kids, the mitzvah of Hakel only applies to the adults in their life, which is essentially the parents or specifically the father. And that's what's described in Gemara Chagiga that they, the parents get reward. That would even theoretically include children who of their own accord, independently of their parents, are not obligated to, to uh, participate in Hakel. It's only the parents' value in bringing them. It's only the older age group, who have arrived at the age that they should be educated formally, those who are referred to as their, their obligated children in the Gemara Kiddushin, if they are personally responsible to participate in Hakel, then they would only be 
required if they're in a physical state that when if they were in the same state at an older age they would also be like for example if they had a physical disability they would not be required to participate in hakel and there's really no evidence or logical process to suggest this kind of distinction. So to argue that the difference between the Gemara Chagiga and the Gemara Kiddushin is two different age groups of children doesn't really fit. But more than that, Beis Ve'ikar, an even stronger argument against this explanation that the two Gemaras refer to two different age groups. From Lashena Gemara in Kiddushin, look at what the Gemara in Kiddushin said. It said, Tfeilim Chayovim. The word for children, Tfeilim, they didn't use the word minors, which is an age under Bar Mitzvah. But Tfeilim, which is little kids, is Mashma Bapashas as daughter at Sukhvegendem Zelbun Sukhtanim bin Chagigat Tfeilim. Tough. It actually sounds like the Gemara Kiddushin and the Gemara Chagiga are addressing the same age group. Tfeilim and Taf are effectively the same word. And Chagiga is talking about Taf. And Kiddushin is talking about Tefillin. So it's really far-fetched to say, actually, they're talking about two different age groups. Rashi says it clearly. Where did the Gemara get this from? From the word V'hataf in the Pasuk. Which is in the original Pasuk. Not the Pasuk that lends itself to the possibility of children who mature enough to learn, but the Pasuk that generically speaks about bringing children to Hakil. So therefore, from them is Muchach, from both arguments, it can be clear, as the cotton atzmoy, that the child, seems to have the responsibility in the Gemara Kedushin to participate in Hakil. And if you go with a view that says that's even the youngest, youngest children, then that implies that they are personally responsible to participate in Hakel. In which case, we're back to our original question. How does that then fit? What, what the Gemara in Chagiga says, because here the Gemara Kiddushin is talking about Taf, which sounds like little kids and still tells us they have to come. Chayovin, they are personally responsible to participate in Hakel. How does that fit with the Gemara Chagiga that says Taf is only They're only there to, to produce reward for those who bring them. And how would it fit with an overall principle in Judaism? How do you obligate a child who's too young to understand what? What their obligation is. So, what is the status of the mitzvah of hakel for children? To understand it, in from Let's go back and analyze something Rabbi Lozman Azaria said with regards to this this conversation before getting to the point why do the children come in order to give reward to their parents if the men come to learn the women come to listen apparently to listen to the king read from the Torah so what's Rabbi Lozman Azariah telling us we don't already know he's telling us what the Pasuk already said that they come in order to listen and in order to learn so what's he telling so maybe you might be tempted to say, well, that's exactly his point. The fact that he says the men come to learn, the women come to listen, is He's not telling us some new information. That he's, he's 
he's just building up to his point. And his point is, and so why the children? We get it. The men are learning. The women are listening. Why the children there? Maybe it would fit with a typical um, uh, technique in Gemara. We say, this I understand. That makes sense according to this view. But what about X? So I understand why the men are there to learn and the women are there to listen. What about the children? Actually, that's not a way that Rabbi Elizabeth Nazari could be speaking for him. Allah, first of all, then the Gemara would have used that term, Bishlama, or something like it. Not the term im, if, which is fairly generic. Truth is, the Gemara will only say, I understand X, but Y. The Gemara will only use that if Y is going to teach me something I would not have expected. Which will derive or need dos was state my first and isn't clear and automatically uh, obvious to us. For example, very often the Gemara says, it makes sense according to that view. But what about that view? And then he'll explain what we didn't realize about that view. But in our case, Rabbi Lazar Ben-Azhar is not suggesting something you would never have realized. <laughs> That's in the Pasuk. So why is he telling us that the men are coming to learn, the women are coming to listen? Why do we need this information? And it's even more of a question because Didrosha from Rabbi Lazar Ben-Azhar Rashi quotes Rabbi Lazar Ben-Azhar in his commentary on the Torah, and he chops up and splits Rabbi Lozim and Azariah's statement into three different segments related to three different words in the Pasuk. Quoting the, the word that you have to gather, the, the men, Zakrashi Lumud, Rashi says, as Rabbi Lozim and Azariah says, they came to learn. Then, then separately he quotes the word Noshim women as a separate heading. On his Mephorish Lishmon, he says, as Rabbi Lozim and Azariah says, they come to listen. Or no, if taf, then he quotes the word taf children. And again, he quotes Rabbi Azari. Why did they come to give reward to the parents? Zetmen. That tells you that the fact that men come to learn, and that the women come to listen, in our is are they're independent messages. That's not just a build-up to his point. And what about the kids? I get the parents. What about the kids? Rashi splits them up to tell us. There's a message to learn about the men learning, a message about the women hearing, and a message about the children bringing reward to their parents. We need to understand what those messages are. Through that, we'll appreciate the uniqueness of the children's role in Hakel and whether, in fact, it is their obligation or not. So he has another attempt to try and explain this all based on something that Tosfos tells us. The Yerushalmi says, This whole Hakel story, and particularly Rabbi Loz ben Azari, telling us that the women also come to listen to the Torah, is to show that we don't agree with ben Azai's view. Because he says, you have to teach your children, your, your daughters specifically, Torah. Because the Pasuk says that the purpose of Hakil was that everybody should listen and everybody should learn. Because it doesn't specify men, so it implies women as well. 
Therefore, Rabbi Loza ben Azariah comes along because Vos Haltas Matonit His view is not like Ben Azai. He says, We don't teach girls Torah, Nitvi Ben Azai. So, he would have to explain to us as the Possek meant it's Dodin. That this Possek, Lishmoya, Elilmadin Lishmoya, is actually talking about other things not directly related in the Possek. In other words, Anoshim Boim Lilmoy, Taka, the men come to learn. But the notion, boys, blows Lishmoya. The women only come to listen because Rabbi Lozman says, we don't teach women Torah. Maybe that's the explanation. Maybe that's what Rabbi Lozman wanted us to know. Pay attention over here. We're not teaching women Torah. But that would also not fit. It's a square peg in a round hole. The context of this piece of Gemara and specifically Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's teachings, Kumen Pratim from Parashas Hakel. They're there with the intention of teaching us how Hakel works and what the laws of Hakel are. This is not a conversation about whether women are obligated to study Torah or not. And whatever Rabbi Lazar's views might be, as strong as they may be, it's not the place that he's discussing them. So why does Rabbi Elazar feel the need to tell us the men learn, the women listen, and the children come to bring the parents' um, reward? So to answer all of these questions, Rabbi Elazar Azari's statement, the, ro- the unique roles of all three personalities or groups of people in Hakel and whether or not children are personally obligated to participate in Hakel, to explain all of that, let's understand this. Pashtasaposuk. If you take the Pasuk at face value, assemble the people, men, women, and children, in order that they should hear, and in order that they should learn, and then come to fear of Hashem. It sounds like the mitzvah is addressed to an individual, not hakilu, not you should assemble. It's talking to somebody who should assemble the people. And in all likelihood, it's the king. The person is going to be the protagonist of the Hakel experience. He's the one who has to bring together the men, women, and children. The Pasuk does not sound as if it's addressing the nation to tell them to come. It sounds like it's addressing an individual, the king, who bring them together. On the Hemshech HaKosif, as the Pasa continues, the the fact that they'll listen and they'll learn and they'll come to fear Hashem, that's no longer an instruction. That's an explanation of what the purpose of this gathering is about and what we hope to achieve. The word Leman, in order that, would fit the style of how the word Leman is used in many places in Torah. Like with regards to, to Avraham Avinu. It's not an instruction that he should. It's because he is the purpose of Avraham Avinu. is to educate his children. Follow Hashem's mitzvahs so that, what's the purpose of the mitzvahs? You'll have a long life. Your children will have a long life. And many others. Typically, the word Laman is not talking about something that happens there in the moment, but rather what would be the result 
of the current action. Now you do the mitzvah in the future, long life. Now you gather the people in the future. They will come to learn and appreciate Hashem and fear Hashem. The goal of Hakel, a mitzvah that is activated, that is conducted by the king who's going to bring the people together and then read to them from the Torah. The goal of that mitzvah is that it should generate amongst the Jewish people a motivation to learn, to listen, and to become Yerushalayim. Uh, you can actually see this in the language of the Rambam. What does the Rambam say? There is a positive mitzvah to assemble. All of Israel, men, women, and children. And to read so that they can hear in their ears. Certain parashas from the Torah which will encourage people to greater commitment. And things that will strengthen their faith. You can hear it. You can hear it in the language of the Rambam. That number one, it doesn't sound from the Rambam like the mitzvah of Hakel is the personal mitzvah of each member of the community. That each citizen has to come along to participate in Hakel. The Rambam is making it clear. The mitzvah is for an individual or an authority to bring everybody together. And that would be directed at the individual who has the power to do so, namely the king, or the Tzubestin, or alternatively the Basin as the official authority who has the power to bring everybody together. Beis, second of all, mitzvah's hakel is mitzvah's hamelech. The way the Rambam words it, it sounds really like the mitzvah of Hakel is all the king's mitzvah. Tikro Goimer, he has to read. Hakel Goimer, he has to gather. Midematora, which brings to a particular purpose. Ve'ashloimer Yisraelim is there maybe more than just a purpose. Shagamsemi prote hatsive leham melech. It's part of the guidance and instruction to the king. Sheyakil v'yikra that he should gather everybody and read in a way. Bo'ifen ashiyishma Goimer that will arouse them to actually listen. That's why the Rambam tells us that which sections of the Torah does he read? Sections that will encourage them to be more committed to mitzvahs and will strengthen their emuna on funabima and he does it on a big platform so it's a whole dramatic presentation. It's just that when everybody comes that's what completes the instruction, which was an instruction to the gatherer, the melech, the king, who is, he's obligated to bring everybody together. So we always thought hakel is our mitzvah, that we're all going to come together. Actually sounds like hakel is the mitzvah of the king. The fact that that will then arouse everybody to listen, to learn, to commit, to have faith, and to, to have fear of God. That will bring the instruction given to the king to its purpose. Now that we know that that's what it is, is Rabbi Loz ben Azari explains, so what is the content, what is the nature of this mitzvah? If it's the men who are coming, then the goal is that they should learn. When the women come, that they should hear. 
With that, Rabbi Lozman Azari is giving us two insights that we wouldn't have realized otherwise. Aleph is telling us that besides the fact that the king is the primary person as the mitzvah of Hakil, Rabbi Lozman Azari adds a layer. He says, yes, of course, it's the king's mitzvah to bring everybody together, and it is the citizens' mitzvahs to arrive. Because even though the Torah directed the mitzvah of Hakel to that great authority, that person who has the power to bring everybody together, the king, that then translates into a second mitzvah that is applicable to each citizen to support his mitzvah and make it happen by arriving in Yerushalayim. So the primary mitzvah is to the Melech, bring everybody together, and by extension, a mitzvah to every one of us, to help him make it happen. And that's Al-Terech Divrei Horan, Hayetun Benigal Isha Bepiri Verivya. This is similar, in a sense, to the very famous teaching of the Ran about the mitzvah to procreate with regards to whether it's a women's mitzvah or not. The Ran says, it is not a mitzvah directed at women. Procreation is a mitzvah for men. Nevertheless, she, the woman, still gets the value of a mitzvah because without her, the husband can't fulfill his mitzvah. Similar, but the chilek is no, there is a difference. Then again, the period of Erivia, when you talk about procreation, there's no obligation for the woman to have children. It's just that she gains a mitzvah by being part of it. Because the reality is, there is no other way to have children without a female involved. Practically, he has a mitzvah to procreate, but he cannot practically do it without a woman. Hakel is not exactly like that, but in our case, it's not just that practically you can't have Hakel without people, even though that is the fact. Usually a mitzvah has the protagonist, the doer of the mitzvah, the gavra, and the object of the mitzvah, the chefzer. We are the object of the mitzvah in this case. The whole purpose of hakel is that people should learn and people should listen. Well, we're those people. So if we're not there, there's no mitzvah. And that's why Rabbi Lozman Azari says it actually becomes our responsibility to help fulfill that mitzvah. Quite similar to the teaching of the Sefer Haredim that it's actually a mitzvah for us to facilitate the Koyhanim fulfilling their mitzvah to bless us. Because obviously if we're not there, who they bless us? The second thing Rabbi Lozim and Azariah teaches us is the idea that we should learn and we should hear is not only leman as you normally would expect it in order that you do the mitzvah now in order that it will have an impact that people will learn. That is the, the, the core of what the mitzvah is all about. The fact that Rabbi Lozab and Azari explains to us that men and women have to attend Hakel is not not a Zayn It's not just that they should be present. So that the king can check the box and say, I did what I had to. 
I assembled the people. Look, those people are here. Therefore, they're assembled. It's more than that. From the Melech. It's not just the king's um, mitzvah. And then, thank you, king. You did your mitzvah. Wait, you'll see there will be effect. Those people will be inspired. innovates for us that the learning that occurs and the listening and inspiration that occurs is actually the fiber of the mitzvah. Now that we know that men and women are obligated to participate in Hakil according to Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, it's not solely the king's mitzvah. We are part of the mitzvah, not just the facilitators of the king's mitzvah, but actually part of the mitzvah. Now, then he asks the question, I get what the value of the men and women are by coming to, to, to Hakel because they actually fulfill the mitzvah of listening and learning. But why kids? What possible mitzvah could there be for the children to participate, which would be that would be in, in any way on a par with the men and the women coming to learn and to listen? Besides the obvious that they're all part of the population, where obviously the population has to be there for the king to have fulfilled his mitzvah. Say, yes, the children, we, we get what their role is in that. But, but where is the part of them actually doing a mitzvah as well? To which he answers, as the mice of an ataf boyin is, that the impact of the children arriving at Hakilis detains that they bring reward to the adults who transported them to Hakil. They're children, they're underage, they're minors. They cannot have a mitzvah obligation. Therefore, he says, they don't score a mitzvah by coming. The entire purpose of their participation in Hakel is to add value to their parents' efforts for having come. Now that we know that, let's go back to the Gemarian condition that said children are obligated to participate in Hakel. And we said it's such a compelling argument that there was even a suggestion that you could logically deduce from the fact that children have to come to Hakel that women also have to come and potentially didn't even need the Pasuk. What's the Gemara telling us? In the Metzah Mitzvah von Hakel, when I talk about the core of what the Mitzvah of Hakel is, assembling the people in Yerushalayim on the second day of Sukkot to listen to the king reading, Men, women, and children are all the same in the sense that they fulfill that mitzvah by being present. Because by them being there, the king, the gatherer, fulfills his mitzvah equally by men, by women, by children. So from the perspective of the king, who is required by Torah to gather everybody together, and therefore the object of his mitzvah is the people, all of the people, even the children, are equal objects of that mitzvah. It actually makes no difference to us now what age those children are. They could be newborns. They are obligated to be at Hakel. Not that they have a personal obligation to get themselves to Hakel. 
It means there's as much chiyuv on the makhil, the king, to get the newborns there as it is to get a mature adult. Now that we understand this concept that children are obligated to be there, not that they have an obligation to get there, but that there's an obligation to have children there. They're part of the fun, the, the, the core mitzvah of what hakil is all about. That's why the Gemara could say, okay, now, even if logically the Torah had not said the, the women had to be there, I could have worked it out logically. Because if children are part of what's required for the king in order to fulfill his mitzvah, women certainly must be too. It's just that as Rabbi Loza ben Azariah said, when women arrive at Hakel, then there's an added dimension. Not only are they fulfilling the king's mitzvah as the object of his mitzvah, but they have a personal obligation as well to participate. Because they're mature. Because they're mature. So, therefore, they have this unique participatory mitzvah that a child will never have. So, what have we learned? Children are not required to get themselves to Hakel. Children are required to be at Hakel in order for the king to fulfill his mitzvah. The great Chiddush of Rabbi ben Azariah is that it's not solely the king's mitzvah, but every single adult actually actively participates in the mitzvah by being present. What does that all mean in deeper spiritual terms? It's unique, as we pointed out right at the beginning, that specifically when it comes to Hakel, it's an obligation that affects everybody, male, female, adults, and children. On the other hand, and yet at the same time that everybody has to participate, it's actually the authority who has to put it all together, either the king or the Beisdin. What's the, the deeper meaning of that? As I move on, I'll the Rambam. We'll understand it based on the language the Rambam used, as we already saw. As the mitzvah von Hakel is that the primary goal of Hakel is the Chazik Dos HaEmes to strengthen the true belief system of Judaism. If we want to see how the Sefer Achinuch puts it, Zoysa Mitzvah Amud Chazak VeKavod Gadol Bedos. This is a foundational pillar of the whole of Judaism. So let's try and understand it. Why Hakel? Why is that so foundational to the whole of Judaism? A more spiritual insight into Hakel is that Hakel is designed to reveal and expose the core, absolute faith that every single Jew has. That absolute faith is what becomes the foundation of the truth of our Yiddishkeit. As the, as the expression goes, they strengthen their hands, as the Rambam says, in their commitment to true belief systems. In other words, every one of us has this deep-rooted, absolute kernel of faith in Hashem. And it's strengthened and exposed through what? by the king gathering everybody together in the base Hamikdash on Eretz Kodesh and reading to them from the Torah. Why the king? Because, as the Rambam tells us, the king is like the beating heart of the entire Jewish nation. 
And therefore, he is the one who can instill acceptance of Hashem's authority and complete awe of Hashem within all of us because he's our beating heart. So when the king is the one who brings us all together, that impacts us as by Zezon is Galaveren, that it will bring to the fore in our conscious experience in Akudas Ayados, the kernel of absolute pure Judaism that sits the Pintaliyid within ourselves that will translate into real faith, tangible faith, and absolute fear of God. So the king, being the collective heart of the Jewish people, stimulates something in us by bringing us all together. That's why what does the king read? The the first paragraph of the Shema, which is to accept Hashem's authority, and the second paragraph of the Shema, which is to dedicate, to accept the responsibility of mitzvahs. And the parasha of Simolai Melech, and he reads the parasha about the value of having a king. All of that is designed to engrave and instill within us Absolute faith in Hashem that will last beyond the hakil. Kol ayomim ashatem chayim alo adam, as the pasuk says, essentially forever. That's why this mitzvah has these two elements to it. Number one, alef ba'ale idem b'shovet. It's a mitzvah that applies equally to every single Jew, regardless of age or stage. Because this pinteleyid. This kernel of unadulterated dedication to Hashem, which expresses itself as tangible faith, is equally present in every single Jew. From the greatest to the smallest. Including children. As the Gemara tells us, we are all absolute believers who are the children of absolute believers. Because this is not a result of or an achievement of the rational mind. It's a result of the essence of our neshama that is equal in all of us. So that's the first element of hakel. We're all equal in the fact that we all have a core of absolute faith and dedication to Hashem. Second of all, practically, is not every single person was instructed to do this mitzvah, not to makil. One person who has the power and authority to do it, to melech, the king. Because the truest, best, most appropriate strengthening, machaziko is to borrow the word from the Rambam, to strengthen our hands. And the best way to arouse this pintaliyid within us, the core faith within us, that it should have a lasting, even eternal effect, is not something the person can achieve on their own. For that you need the king. You need an individual that has the super neshama that is plugged into every one of our neshamas to be able to stimulate that kernel of faith to come to the fore. That explains something amazing about Hakel. Doesn't only impact the people while they're there in the Beis Hamikdash at a special time on Yom The pasuk tells us it affects us for as long as we live. Because the entire Hakel experience and the, the real pure faith that it brings to the fore is all linked 
to be a chida dimension of the neshama of us in them is nitokin eshinuyim. It's a part of ourselves that it, that doesn't waver, that doesn't change, that doesn't shift, that doesn't grow, that doesn't shrink. Therefore, the faith that it produces doesn't waver. Vanoisef, in addition to that, is Mavoya Torah Shabbat Gemara and Rashi. That's what the Torah tells us. And then what Torah Shabbat Peh, whether it be in the Gemara or in Rashi's commentary, tell us. Where the entire purpose of Torah Shabbat Peh is to expose what previously was completely hidden in Torah Shabbat within the scriptural Torah. It's not good enough just to wake up this deep-seated, amazing, powerful faith in Hashem. But it has to affect us and stimulate us in very practical, personal terms. And the only way something ever stimulates or affects us in personal terms is when we start to work in our personal capacity. That's why the second part of the mitzvah is that everybody's got to present themselves at their level. Men to learn, women to listen, children to bring reward to their parents. Everybody's got to bring themselves, their individualism to the experience. Then the Gemara expounds further. When you bring those children and you include them in the Hakel Mitzvah, where now the child is standing in the same environment as the king, and that will impact and upgrade and deepen the spiritual experience of those who brought them, the adults. And in fact, it's interesting, but the amount of spiritual development and deepening of the experience that will happen to the parents by bringing their children is even more than what would happen by working through their own personal abilities, which are obviously unique to each person. For them, that has a practical lesson for us. At the moment, we don't have a base amigdash. We can't really do hakel with a king at the base amigdash at Halil, the regular as we should. Nevertheless, as long as we don't have a place, but nevertheless, Torah is absolutely eternal. The mitzvah of Hakel applies now, anywhere in the world, in a spiritual sense, which means very practically. We have to ensure that during the days of Sukkot, especially, we have to gather as many Jews together as possible. Regardless of where they're holding their spirituality or their relationship with their Judaism, including children, and especially uh, Jews who are uh, who are required to perform mitzvahs because they are adult, but are childlike because of their immaturity of understanding Torah or their lack of um, of actual observance of mitzvahs. We have to bring them into an environment where they are together with other fellow Jewish people. That that tough lama boy. And this person is so far gone, they haven't even reached the stage of formal education. 
Es doch auch viel nicht mehr so gut zu verstehen, denn bei Deifen tun wir zu so ja, dass the person doesn't even understand or appreciate the message and the meaning and the significance of Torah and Mitzvahs and Judaism at all. Es aber doch der, was mir bringt, der mal rein, der mir sie befunden. But just by virtue of the fact that we bring that person into the environment of Jews, of Jewish people, was I call by Asara Shechin to Sharia, in the minute you have two, ten Jews together, there's already Shechina present. Especially, we're not just bringing them together for a barbecue, we're bringing them together for some kind of a gathering that is intended to stimulate an awareness of and dedication to an awe of Hashem. Help us through it, will have an effect. That will be the catalyst to awaken that very solid, reliable, absolute, unadulterated core of Jewish faith that lies within the person. And the person who brought that individual into this environment so that that person would be inspired, they too will be elevated as well. And even if the person is a child, the immuno will be able to seep right through their entire experience as it's to the extent that it actually changes the nature of his personality and soul traits. The person will start to hear what Teresa say and learn what Teresa says. To be awakened, to actually have fear of Hashem and commitment to mitzvahs. And through that will... We'll, um, Merit to have the great reunion of Jews, the great com- congregation of Jews, in the time of Mashiach, durch Mashiach Zitkenu und Praven Hakel mit Melech HaMashiach zusammen, Beweis HaMikdash Ashlishim, we should be able to have a real Hakel with a real king, the king Melech HaMashiach in the Beis HaMikdash, the third and final and eternal Beis HaMikdash, and should happen, Bim Heir Vyameinu Mamash.